Welcome, friends. Welcome, all. Welcome, you beautiful people. The best boys of film podcasts. It's an amateur film study podcast for the average Joe and the buffest buffs. I am your host, JP, a.k.a. Slob Thomas, and I'm joined by my brother, professional Hollywood videographer, Corey with a story. Yeah. <laughs> Corey Pacavish, how y'all doing today? Welcome back wow, to another your one. Full name. Why don't you give him your social security number? All right, it's gonna be. But uh... <laughs> oh man, you're the one that has had your identity stolen like multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because my card got skimmed and and those kinds of things because of online purchases and, and whatnot. Uh, it's all right. There, there's someone in Dubai still. I just got another message uh, a couple weeks ago. Still using a stolen picture of my passport to scam people for like events and parties and shit in Dubai. And I can't so, do anything about it. I, I talked to a lawyer about it a while ago. This has been happening for a couple of years. And uh, essentially, because they're not doing anything in U.S. soil, I can't. There's nothing I can do. You have no jurisdiction. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I just have to just pray that someone over there catches the guy. Last I heard, it's some dude from India. <clears throat> well, but good for him, man. He's. I'm. Uh, I, I wonder. How, I wonder if he looks like you. I mean, I. I no, I. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I want to see like if he. You know, he looks like you, I an mean, Indian. You know. Yeah, I mean, if it honestly, if it, according to Grandpa, it would probably be. Um, yeah, but... that's true. Because <laughs> yeah, they think like, my grandparents think Corey looks like Nate Burleson. And uh, and have like the same mannerisms and stuff. And I mean, I'm flattered because uh, he's, he's he's a good looking guy. Yeah, he's a good looking guy, but uh, he doesn't look like I don't Nate, see it. He doesn't look like <laughs> Nate Burleson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold, wait, 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 hold on. Open image new tab. Oh God, <laughs> Nate Burleson. Honestly, he's a, he's a he's a entertainment star right yeah. now. He's a national treasure, is what he is. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're here. I'm joined by my super famous uh, former NFL player, Seattle, <laughs> former Seattle Seahawk, Nate Burleson. <laughs> He's our, Hello, first, our, our first special guest on Best Boys. Um, <laughs> so how did? What do you think? I got a question for you. I want to do a little opener before we get into these two films, and I thought it was very relevant. Um, what do you think? about you know the marketing of these a24 films because we had a little discussion about this after lamb mm. and how people can you know have an expectation that a film is going to be more like another kind of film that they know this movie's going to be just like what so with horror it's the worst that's the one that they mm. do it the most it, they'll put jump, jump scares in the trailer. They'll try mm. to make it seem like it's full of action. Everything's got a, a full of fucking action or full of comedy. Um, Lamb, I really thought they made it seem like it was a horror comedy. I thought in the line of either either a Get Out or a Tusk or maybe like um, either that or it was also you know evocative of like you know, the lighthouse or the mm -hmm. witch or, um, or the hereditary of those kinds of things. Um, so do you think that that is, it's a, it, yeah, sure. It's going to 
sell tickets in the short term and it's going to put butts in the mm. proverbial seats there. But what do you think long term that that might, you know, hurt the brand of A24? Honestly, kind of just like depending because luckily A24 has like a lot of different things kind of like out now where you've got like Zola um, and then like the Green Knight and stuff that are that are not being marketed as horror uh and stuff but the for this movie specifically like it is through and through marketed and even saying like when i went to buy my ticket on the amc app is just says horror and this is not a horror movie at all it is like it's like a slow burn i'd say like slice of life uh thing but it is um it makes you like based on the ads and everything and and even like up for the first however like the first two acts of the movie like i thought felt that this was going to be something more like the witch and it is not uh it's supernatural drama maybe uh is maybe uh it's absurd though uh but then it's like a folk tale so it's i don't know but this isn't the, the i only bring this up because i remember uh the green knight this happened with we said it in our green knight uh, review uh the lighthouse which uh i thought um was pretty obvious what it's going for it was like yeah, this I is an so old too. this is an old style noir horror movie maybe not even noir mm-hmm. but a old style black and white horror movie um that you probably see on you know tv as a kid on some weird deep channel like a like a and e or, or turner classic yeah. movies or some shit <laughs> um and I thought that, but some people thought it was going to be just a more overt horror movie where there's just, you know, a bad guy with a knife chasing around our main character. Um, mm-hmm. And that is not what that movie was. Um, I think movies like Midsummer and Hereditary and, and The Witch to a lesser extent, because The Witch, I think, is more on in line with this than on that, mm-hmm. that side. It's Hereditary and Midsummer, I think, are more accessible to the to the average joe horror goer you know that's just they've seen classics they've seen the popular Mm -hmm. things over the years um that's more accessible to them and then i think a lot of people that's a lot of people's gateway into into a24 and if you go on any kind of reddit related to a24 or message board facebook group um it's the number one movie that gets talked about um and i think it's because of that level of accessibility and some of these uh the slower the burn i think that raises the the challenge rating um to use a D term um of the film uh, and uh, and Titan, and it's not just A twenty four. Neon is um, you know any of these new indie films uh, trying to make a splash, um, a viral word of mouth splash. Um, I think this is a tactic. Um, I don't know what do you, I don't know. Do you think that that they're? I guess you've already said that the long term it might not be sustainable, but I I think that it could really put some people off like. Uh, like people that yeah. like the Marvel movie goers are not are gonna just when they see A twenty four just be like yeah this is gonna automatically suck. I know that yeah. what, this is gonna perfect be shitty. Example of this, a perfect example. Of this is Kylie's brother. He was uh, asking us all about it after we got out of it because he was hyped to see it after seeing the trailer. And he's more in line with you know your average movie goer. He's a big Marvel guy, uh, big um, into that stuff. But he also like because of things like Midsummer and all that. You know he's goes into the more of the these like weird really absurd and just kind of wild 
like more uh, horror esque movies that A twenty four does, and then we, you know, we, he was just like, you can spoil it or whatever, because we told him that it was not what we thought it was going to be, and uh, and he after we told him kind of how it was, he was like, oh, that's not at all what I was expecting, and I'm glad I'm not like going to see it now. But I told him it's it's worth seeing, because it's not just because it's not what you thought it was going to be doesn't necessarily make it bad, but it does. You will have that disappointment. Uh, and even I did to a point with this movie, um, you know, going in and expecting something, which is why don't watch trailers, kids just go in blind. It's the only it's the best way to enjoy something. If you can avoid it, this movie was marketed everywhere. Yeah, was, there there was I got tons. I got trailers on YouTube. I, it was trailers before, like the last <laughs> four movies we saw in the theaters. Yeah. Pretty much every movie I've seen in theaters since we been doing this podcast. I think this trailer played before. Um, mm. I was really looking forward to it and I, I, it didn't, I don't, I wouldn't say it met my expectations, but I did have a, I did have, a, there was something in my mind from that trailer that said there could, this could be a gimmicky movie and it relies on the, the gimmicky sheep, per, sheep kid. And I don't think mm. it does that either. Um, it's definitely better than that. Um, and that's, uh, but yeah, I guess that's the, that let's, you want to just talk about lamb then? Uh, right. yeah, we can go right now. All right. All right. Let's do it. So a ram man hi, uh, or a sheep man hybrid kills the husband in the end and then takes the, 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 it's, it's daughter back to Ada. Um, but even if I just had like a one, like a 30 second shot of just like what that life is like where it went what it or something i feel like could have had a way more like what the fuck kind of impact with the end to just really kind of just like give the i guess add to the unsettlingness of like this is you have this beautiful icelandic place on there on this farm and the whole movie is just fall is like very slow slice of life of just these two people and how a child getting brought into their relationship kind of changes everything for the better and they're a lot happier and enjoying things um but uh, I don't. Know, I just feel like it. It. It just needed something more of, to impact to to make all of that kind of more. Dri worth it it, drive it all home. Yeah, I. I. Yeah. I was fine in the journey. I actually really enjoyed the journey on this one. Same. Kind of like how I felt about Green Knight, where I like didn't mind just living in this in, in this world, and I wasn't concerned about how long it was going to take. Um, I really enjoyed the relationship and and how like Ada grew on on uh, on Ingvar and and uh, the husband and and how then uh, then we didn't we haven't talked about Peter yet the introduction of Ingvar's brother about a uh, after the first uh, act he shows up and uh, it's kind of a foil to everything he's a little more serious he's a little more straightforward. Um, mm -hmm. But he's also an asshole, and they establish that very early, where he tries to um, proposition uh, in Maria, and uh, later in the film that culminates with a more aggressive advance. Um, you know, uh, getting towards blackmail and, and probably rape once there's and they get intoxicated. There's like a they drink after watching Handball. I'm pretty sure was yeah. what they were watching. Yeah, that was. Um, it. I've never seen someone get so into a game of Handball, but. That, so that was I like pretty that, cool. Though. I I thought that so was that was unique and and, oh. and kind of kind of interesting for just like what are the people in the middle of nowhere? What are they like? Like what are they gonna? What watch are they into? Plus? Yeah, what are they into? So that is that is super interesting. Um, yeah, and they got they get drunk and they have fun and and they uh and Peter the um the brother also 
at one point tries to kill Ada um right in the right after pretty much the after the first couple of days he's there um yeah. he's trying to convince convince them that you know it's just she's just an animal she's just an animal and and she's to be put down um but it's all Ada just seems to endear herself to everyone that she encounters um but yeah. it, it, early on they do they they kind of give you the hints of the of a monster um and I wasn't just I just couldn't try to I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be like a literal monster or a figurative kind of thing for a while. Um, also, I can't help but have th- thought through the first, you know, half of the movie that there was a possibility that Ingvar fucked a sheep in this. Oh, well, 100%. We we left when we Kyle and I first left the theater. We both thought like either she is uh, maybe she like can't have kids and he is and they're not like having sex anymore and so he ends up like banging one of the sheep and this is, happens or maybe it was like a consensual conversation about banging the sheep to have the kid or something. But like it's I didn't I definitely did not expect a the the the, the sheep man hybrid to be the what what uh, creates the creates Ada. Um, especially because it almost feels like it drives you to kind of think that it's just going to be like a group of sheep that come in in the end and just start being like the birds but with sheep. Because uh, they do a lot of That's transitional... I, yeah, there's the the trailer made that seem like that was possible, but it mm. just showed so many different things that like there's no way enough time to do all that. So I was like, I had a the... feeling that the sheep, the sheep, the birds, birds, sheep was not going to be a thing past just like those few couple things. Which it wasn't. It's just like uh, for the first two acts, they have a lot of um, anytime there's a passage in time, which is hard to. I, one of the things I found, it, I don't think to the detriment of the film, but just kind of like confusing to following was passage of time because the only uh, parts of this movie that take place at night is the very opening scene, and then the rest of it is all daytime. But uh, when you do have um, these, uh, like any kind of like a time skip sort of thing, you have these transitions where it's just these like really unsettling gross looking sheep in like snowstorms or just like with this golden sepia tone filter over them and all in slow-mo and it's just it's very creepy and it's something that for me like for me pushed me towards that like the birds sheep vibe like while i was watching but it just kind of goes uh, this movie pulls you in a few different directions and you're not sure where it ends up going and it kind of just goes um um yeah, yeah that, I thought that was interesting because I figured I figured it out like though it's never night and then people are sleeping like they're taking off a lot of naps during they're mm. sleeping in sleeping in a lot and then I realized that it's probably like Alaska where it's so far um, north that they get you know daylight for uh, you know, weeks at a time or in yeah. night and night for weeks at a time. Um, so that was interesting. That was cool. That was cool. I kind of just figured that out. And it's just something about I- Iceland or in wherever they are in particular there that, uh, that, it, that it makes it, it would make, make it, it's hard for us to track. So imagine living in that you get used to it, but imagine that'd be hard to track night and day other than just when you feel tired, when your body clock designates night. Yeah. It's, um, I feel like you would slowly, your sleep schedule would slowly slip without realizing it um, because of it. Like the daylight would just naturally keep you up a little bit longer and then you'll just like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you might get used to it if that's like you're all you live in. Potentially. Um, I mean, I'm sure they are, but 
someone as you and I might be a difficult adjustment. Ada herself is absolutely adorable. I could just keep thinking that she's so cute. Not an ounce um, of creepiness. I'm glad that they didn't go in like a creepy way. They just and they embrace it in like this loving. The way she like, moved oh. around is so like lifelike, um, mm -hmm. and it's like little kid like. And it's, man, obviously they just had a real little kid, and they I don't know if they put green screen mask on it or some on it or i think something. they did i was very much looking to see if they were going to do cg uh um cg lamb but the this was not a big budget movie at all um so i'm i thought they did a very good job though with the effects that they did do with it on uh it all looked practical or just like like you said the superimposed on oh, yeah they tried uh, to use like a real lamb as much as possible like get yeah, away which with I, I that, that. I, uh, I it, I, it makes it more cohesive visually in my opinion i've been a lot harder sell to take seriously if it looked like the baby from the cgi baby from twilight <laughs> or the C, or uh, the cg even just or the cg fox from the green yeah. knight yeah um, yeah because like that was something that people didn't mind because of the budget and everything but I I thought was not good. Um, yeah. I love the giants. Some people hated the giants in the Green Knight. Love those. Didn't like oh, the those. Oh, those are super cool. Uh, I did. I mean, I didn't mind. It's kind of one of those things where it's like once it's established what kind of CGI it's doing in the movie, I just ride with it. And, yeah, uh, it's like style. Um, yeah. So um, so what did you think about? So what did you think about the the returning to the Uncle Peter storyline? Because I didn't. That was the one thing I didn't know. Like I liked the uh, him at first because, like I said, he's a foil. He's like the the person mm -hmm. to question what's going on here. But then, was we learned, we learned an awful lot about him. We learned more about Peter than we learned about um, Ingvar yeah. and Maria. Yeah. Other than you know, all we knew about them is that they're farmers out there in the boons, and they uh, lost a child, oh. and um, they they're, they're trying to fill that void with this uh, lamb baby. Well, when I first left the theater, I, I kind of was just like, I feel like Peter was only there as a means to get leave the door open in the morning so that the ram could go get their gun, uh, the, or the sheep man could go get their gun. But uh, but it is interesting what they do because they throw they they I don't want to say cram because it doesn't it didn't feel cramped, uh, but they cram a lot of just like kind of who this guy is and how he is and just kind of like character development between him and Maria in about a, like a 20 minute, 25 minute span. Um, but, but it was cool. It was interesting. Like he was in a former like pop band and they put the music video that they have on VHS on. Um, they're all dancing. Yeah, that made me laugh. That, that like, made me laugh. Yeah, I, I love that part. I thought that was really good. Um, but then it's just kind of like, it, it, and then you follow like it's, it almost shows like, uh, cause you're retreading like the growing of the, the husband, uh, Ingvar and Maria uh, to adopting, uh, Ada, where the husband's kind of just like, what, what is, you know, what the fuck? And then he's just like, accepts and is like all happy or whatever. And I feel like the same thing happens with, um, Peter. Uh, but then he, you know, he just, he tries to fuck his brother's wife and then he has to go. And yeah, that. yeah. That's what I thought too, that there was this like develop character development arc that like came through Ada. And that's what it seemed like it was going, and 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 then he just like and illustrated that he didn't grow at all, mm. and and then he had to go, <laughs> and, and then like, hey, and I, then he left we, the movie after that. 
Yeah, Murray was like, hey, I got to take your brother to the bus so that this sheep can go get your gun. I'll be back. If you can't, and yeah, then, if your character can't develop, you got to get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah, if you can't lock doors, then you deserve to get killed by the sheep, man. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the, uh, I, I, but uh, I didn't hate it. I still liked it. You know, there's, I, I know don't have I a problem like, with any of that. The the thing with yeah. the, just so the sheep get the gun. Because, like, they're all out doing shit, and I think that was just what it was supposed to be, and then... Um, it didn't, I don't think the sheep need, the sheep man needed a gun to kill the man. I think he used the gun because she killed the sheep yeah. mom with a gun. I, yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I definitely would agree with that. Um, the, I, even the, uh, what, what was also interesting is that he shot him twice. Like he shot him once in the neck and that was probably going to be enough to, cause he shot him right around the jugular, but then he goes, makes a point to shoot him again in the stomach and uh it's also interesting why he didn't just shoot him in the face or the head uh unless he like intended maybe yeah uh, like, i mean maybe he's not great at aiming or... he's a sheep man well you I, I mean, mean... Look, from the perspective it looked like he shot him at point blank like yeah that's looked, true they look very close i don't know um, how many firearms this sheep man has operated in his life i he was holding it up with what looked like proper uh, form but what are you gonna do um but i wonder if that's just kind of something where it's like bleed out long enough so that maria can get there for the last final moments of his life uh, uh yeah i think maybe she wanted or he wanted um her to see see him die yeah. um <clears throat> if he's that intelligent to think which he'd have to be i think so, yeah it's, it's it's very folklore like it's just like this the 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 wisdom of the of nature you know yeah uh yeah, that's but, a that's what I the the themes of it. So we found out that it isn't actually based on a folklore. It's just a it's he this, the the director Valdemar Johansson um says that this was just a result of a dream of his um and that he's watched the movie so many times he, he doesn't even know what it means anymore. But that's just I think I think that's something that people say when they are exposed to their art a lot. Um, I certainly have felt that way making music before. Um, uh, it's also could totally be one of those things where it's kind of it's it's intentionally designed for interpretation to for whatever like you know relates and like his home with you. I think the ending is. I think especially at least how um, Maria's um, emoting at the end and how she's processing what just mm -hmm. happened. Um. Yeah, I would say that what you get is a uh a absurd slice of life film and uh that's all folklore tale. That's the best way I would uh describe it. Um yeah, yeah we should have did this with Killing of the Sacred Deer, you know, the myth myth folklore thing. I guess it's not based on a real one, but I think that there's some connective tissue there. Um yeah, just having that like supernatural and suspense feeling. Because um, while this movie is a, uh, like a slow burn, it is. It still, I think, does a good job of building suspense with without trying. If that makes sense, like it, 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 uh, it. I, I was very much just like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna? Happen? I was overlooking at everything, looking to see if it's gonna like, mean something later and and all this stuff. So I think I definitely think it did a good job with that and pacing and and uh and everything um and from a cinematic standpoint like obviously the the backdrop of um you know iceland is obviously is out out of this world beautiful but 
uh, even from a cinematic standpoint, I love like the shots uh, that they did with everything. Everything just very much utilizes the, like the space very well with uh, scale and doing all those extreme wides, but then also like still knowing how to be personal. Like when you have one of my favorite shots in the movie, honestly, which I, it might sound weird, is when uh, Igmar and uh, Peter are doing the. They are sitting on the back seat of the tractor while Marie is driving, and they're putting the little seats in the pockets. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I, I really because that's also just something that you just never see people do, and because uh, you always see the generic farm life of what people are doing. Yeah, that I was interested in the tasks. I was also interested in the tasks. I thought that uh, it was immersive, um, and the the farm life, and you know, like Peter, if you're gonna be bumming here, then you're gonna be work. You're gonna have to do some work too. Yeah. Um, and I I appreciated that. Um. Yeah, I liked I liked the movie a lot. I just think there was potential. I think for it to be great, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that's where we're really at. Um, beautiful. If we're talking about shots, um, I, I don't have anything in particular. Just the, the la- numerous landscapes um, uh, are great. The, the you know they're painting so many paintings uh, in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. There was a cool, there was some cool fake outs with, so early, in the, uh, towards the end, uh, they have a dog that's been with them the whole time. And the dog seems to be weird about Ada. Now, it's not like blatant, but it's like keeping distance and and not, the dog is like all up Ingvar's ass before mm-hmm. Ada's around. And as soon as Ada's with them, it's like taking, there's like little subtle hints. And then towards the end, the sheep man kills the dog. And, uh, and then there's a, a couple scenes later, um, Ingvar is talking to Ada and I hear a cat go like make a noise, mm-hmm. a cat making it. And it's not like it was coming from outside. And I was like, Oh shit. The sheep man got the cat next. And cause they keep showing this cat just as much as they're yeah, showing yeah. the dog. And then it, sh- uh, the sh- it cuts to Ada and she must've grabbed the cat. And she's hugging the cat, and it was so cute. And the, it was—I think—I don't know if it was supposed to juxtapose them, mm. the sheep man and Ada, or or what. But that had to have been intentional because it faked me out. It was too good yeah. to not fake me out. The um, a fake out for me was the that slow zoom on the painting of or, or the picture on the wall of all the sheep with the the shepherds herding them. Um, and it like slow zooms on it for a good 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at every part of this for anything, and it's there's nothing in there, it's just sheep. And I was, I was, man, that was, I was expecting, uh, that was another thing or like thing that reminded me of something like the, like, like all to like the witch or something where there's, it's like that this is a chance of foreshadowing something, but you have, it's like a where's Waldo, and if you saw it on the first time you saw it, but if not, it's going to be a weaver. Yeah, uh, Midsummer re- does that shit. Um, um but uh yeah no it's just more sheep just... um there was a painting earlier in the film uh and it is there's a shot of ingvar and he's only taken up like a third of the screen and the rest of it is this the wall in this painting and it is of a woman it's like a gold amber color painting of a woman on a horse or a unicorn i can't remember if, there, if there's a horn or not but that is the same and i was like uh, the one thing about this movie is 
it, the Chekhov's gun rule was followed flawlessly. So you could see something earlier in the film and be like, okay, that's going to be a thing later. That's going to be a thing later. There's a line about the tractor. Oh, the, the tractor's making a noise. And as soon as she said that, I was like, okay, tractor's breaking down sometime this movie. And it was, mm. and it was right. Um, the gun come, the gun come up, but then just keep kept coming up. The gun was just a straight up theme of the movie. Mm. Um, I forgot what I was talking about before that. Before these two things, that was my example that inspired me to say that. But um, uh, we're just talking about uh, Chekhov's gun fakeouts. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, but I don't remember what I was saying before the Chekhov's gun thing. But yeah, what did you think about that? Like, it seemed like it was there was predictable elements. I don't. It didn't end in a predictable way. Mm-hmm. Um, there, like, it did, but it, but then it didn't. If that makes sense. Like, I could. Uh, yeah, Ingvar dying and Otto going was predictable. But just the way How? it was done wasn't, yeah. and I don't know, I don't know. What do you think about? What did you think about all that stuff? The, I mean, I never, I didn't really notice like the. the there's so many kind of, I feel like foreshadowing elements in these, in not just these kind of movies, but just in movies in general that you look for, um, and especially like like working in film, it's very hard to not look at a film and just see like all right this is what they shot how they shot it this is what they did why they did it and all these things um there's so many set you just set up payoff set up payoff yeah, yeah. um well, like, if you, I, it's almost like i think you could write a movie in reverse like if you know what you want to happen later then you just mm-hmm. revert you just know oh i need to put uh, it's like Bill and Ted, you know, where they go mm-hmm. back in time and they, they're they like, oh, well, as long as we remember to go back in time, we can just have this thing. So yeah. like, say you want the the, tra- oh, the tractor's going to break down at this point. Well, then that means we need a line early in the movie where somebody says something's wrong with the tractor. Yeah. Like it's not, I don't think the person wrote the dialogue in, in chronological order. You know what I'm saying? Like I think oh, for when, sure. Yeah, they, like they have to write those kinds thing. of things backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's definitely um, a common thing. Because a lot of times on these kind of stories, you just you start with just the grand, like beginning and end, and then it's more just like how do we get filling there? Like, in, yeah, we... connecting dots and uh, uh, filling and, in, yeah, filling blanks. Yeah, now working backwards, uh, you know, that's common with a lot of things. And, and dialogues usually, I feel like the last thing that's even written. Um, and like, aside from just like some few wild lines that you just like think of at the moment, like, oh, this is a great line. I don't know where it's going to go, but it's a good line. I, I, I have experienced a lot of that with hip hop where it's I, I have a good rhyme, but then I have to mm. figure out what is going to be the line that makes sense. Why I'm saying the rhyme word at the end. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Um, and honestly, script writing is a lot like song. Like at least I feel with, um, like you and I both have a ton of music backgrounds, and I I always feel like that correlation of like lyric writing and songwriting in general is is very similar. Um, not in the physical of what you're doing uh, to making film, but in the kind of creative process where it's yeah, almost kind of how a it flows. Yeah, how and yeah, connecting dots and building um, blanks. That's definitely how it feels like. When you and I were younger, you know, when a new album would come out, we would like one, like binge it all in one sitting because you that. know, like a like a yeah, I still with with certain releases I do that too, um, but it kind of is just like a movie, and I you almost just like especially for concept albums where you're just like all right, this is these are your peaks and your valleys, this is your credit song, this is your whatever, and it's just it's yeah, it's it, it always will have that connection. I feel like just because of the way things need to um, fit in a sequence to 
create something more grand but still work, you know, like the sum of its parts kind of thing. Um <clears throat> so do you have anything uh, you have anything else you can you can think of that you want to talk about with Lamb? I think it's not a lot I don't like for me there wasn't a lot to really say bad about it. I just think it it's a case of a movie that that builds up a lot and you spend a lot of time there and it's just it doesn't really wrap up in a way that feels fulfilling um and i and yeah that, and that kind of makes the journey i think for some people that makes the journey less uh worth it um i don't think that but uh i think it, it does hold it back from being great yeah honestly the ending kind of like sucked a lot of wins out of the sails for me uh i felt like the i be i i I, granted it's partially from expectation but it's not expectations so much from the marketing but also from just like how the movie was go felt like it was going um and it's it just comes down to how like does the good about this movie outweigh in my opinion a a, a not great ending uh and i'm currently just i'm, I'm stuck in the middle on it because i don't i like I know what I'm gonna score this, but I, I I would recommend this to people. I'd say you should see. Oh, it. it's a good absolutely, it's um, a good movie. Just, it's just you yeah. need to know what you're getting, and if you think yeah. you're if you want something else out of it, then you will not like it. Mm, agreed. What are you scoring? But, uh, I'm currently sitting at a three. I'm giving it a three and a half. Yeah, I I that. That makes sense. I was, I honestly, I was nervous like what you were gonna say about me giving it a three. No, I think but, it's okay. Uh, I think it's okay. I think, um, because I just thought about like you know, pig. This is on a pig level to me. I think <laughs> I like it better than pig. Um, it's funny because you know, lamb pig. We gotta watch yeah. first. We gotta watch first cow. It's another A twenty four movie. Uh, it's about about all the animal. farm movies, yeah, all the farm animals. Animal yeah, yep. The the trilogy. But, uh, I like far I or farm. I like pig better than this one though. I feel I just because the. Um, I think I like this better. I felt, I felt satisfied with pig's ending with the like that whole cooking scene, teaching the kid how to I make didn't like, like that. I hated that thing, scene. And then feeding it to the. I liked it. I I thought it was a nice. I didn't like, hate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. Though. It um, I like that more of a closer, and I felt it felt like more of a fulfilled purpose, like like. Uh, ended how not that how i thought it would but just it felt right versus this one night i uh i had a very strong reaction to to just that's it yeah that's uh that doesn't seem to be uh an un that seems to be a popular take um i've seen a lot on, on that on letterbox and whatnot um but yeah, I gave it. A th I think I, I gave it a three and a half. Um, I put around pig territory as far as the my A twenty four ranking. Oh, eight pigs on A twenty four. But as far as my best boys ranking for sure. Um, so that'll do it. Let's uh let's move on to the next for all, one for all lamb. Let's uh let's let's climax. Climax was a fucking ride. That's what that is. <laughs> So let's talk about climax. I think about this movie all the time. This is only the second time I've seen it. Um, and it gives me, uh, not the willies. Um, there's just something uneasy about it. Um, I, I mean, there's a ton of reasons why it's uneasy. 
<laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess there's a ton of reasons. Uh, it's gorgeous. Or it's not. It's a. It's the dance. There's a lot of culture and dancing and and just like youth. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. connect, like uh, it reminded me a lot of of days when I was younger, but day also days performing, um, which was only a few years ago. Um, performing all the time and or touring or or you know rehearsing or being and like people being a part of these art collectives and dance collectives and um and teams and whatever um and this kind of brought me back to that but all, and also like the party life and dance is very much connected to clubs and and um and uh dance music is very much just connected to drugs and mm-hmm. uh all that felt very like this is like an artsy dance crew and they're they're the whole uh, what did you think about the opening of it where it's just like the the person the interviews crawling through the snow or the interviews well uh, yeah you can talk about both yeah because i so well this movie if i'm I, hopefully you've seen it if you're watching this uh when it, it opens up as like with kind of studio logos as if the movie's about to start and then it just kind of glitches and just open there immediately cuts to just all white and this lady just crawl like walking and then dropping and crawling through the snow and then it redoes the things again and uh but it goes to these interviews and i um i i'm the whole time i was like all right i'm wondering who this person's gonna be it's got to be a foreshadowing to the end and then the interviews though i thought were super interesting because it's essentially like asking everybody what like what I it almost felt like a casting couch thing where it's like, what are you willing to do? What are you down with doing? You know, what are you comfortable with? Um, yeah, it was like, the inter- it definitely seemed like interviews um, to get into this this crew, um, and it would pretty much interviews our whole cast. Uh, mm-hmm. I think yeah, they does interview the entire cast, and um, and it you kind of get to know each of the characters individually. Um, and they kind of they have little defining things about them. Um, mm-hmm. And, but mostly is a lot of, you know, like the couple of the, there's a couple of bros and they're just talking about trying to bang chicks or something. Uh, <laughs> a lot of, there's a couple of characters that's like their focus for the, for most of yeah. the film. When it gets to, yeah. When it gets into the party part and when it just does that like black, cut to black really quick but then back to another two-person like conversation that's like half of that scene is just dudes talking about banging and trying and, to fuck and who, uh, previous bangs they who fucked and they're trying to fuck yeah it's um, young young man but, shit young man but shit I, I like the interviews though because after what like during while i'm watching it i don't think about this but after the movie edited um the interviews are cool because it's like you're only going to see these characters in a very heightened state for the rest of the movie uh because it immediately goes to the dancing stuff after so they're going to be high on adrenaline but then after that when they start drinking they're all fucked up so it's this is your only time of really seeing the characters like cold sober as they are so it kind of like gives you little inklings of how they are and who they are and how they might be once the the drugs kick in and stuff later um which i thought was really cool i thought that was a nice way to just kind of be like these are the characters like these are the characters and here's where we're going to go with them like here like this is it can only go like this is your baseline and it's only going to go up from there um but when it got into the dancing i love this kind of this style of dancing stuff i um i think i've said it before um but i, I gaffed part of a tiana taylor music video a couple years ago um and it was all drag queens and so we were shooting just like this drag queen dance off for part of the music video and 
I love the dancing like that, though, the athleticism, the uh, the aggression in that kind of stuff, the but it, it comes off as so um, uh, fluid at the same time. And and it's just it's so cool. And it's like the the whole like environment and, and aesthetic of all that stuff to me, I always thought was just like awesome and so much fun looking and fun to see and probably obviously experience. Um, so going into this, I realizing it was the dancing you don't know which way it's going to go but in the interviews they even talk about just like are you into boys or just girls or whatever and everyone seems to be for the most part like pretty bi and just loose for everything and then it just kind of it dives into more of that like you've got some of the characters doing more like the hardcore crumping style dancing you've got some of the characters doing yeah everyone well that's that's the um, thing it's not they don't just show you their personalities through the interviews and and mm -hmm. you get their personalities in three phases you get the prof like not professional but it's you get the interview so you see how they act there you mm -hmm. get you see how they act in their dancing styles and uh all of them everyone involved has i mean there's groups some groups have a style like uh, there's little subgroups but um a lot of them individually have their own styles and then that's like it tells you a lot about them and then um the uh, the the two person interviews or not interviews the two person conversations shots same thing you're seeing them with mm -hmm. their friends like yeah. or with like how they're acting privately and and you're basically hearing uh, besides hearing a bunch of guys talk about who they want to fuck you're hearing a lot of people talk shit on each other also yeah. like guys petty like we're all in the same group and we're all clicking up and talking shit on each other um the the brother and sister though definitely didn't catch the foreshadowing until towards the end uh well, like when they're having their conversation and she's just getting so involved in her like relationship trying to split it up and just like I, i'll take care of you don't worry about whatever whatever and then he ends up trying to fuck his sister at the end of the movie <laughs> that was uh, yeah that fun. they i feel like they were sprinkling that throughout like their relationship yeah, yeah. and then it got weirder and weirder as as time went on um yeah the dance numbers in this are just amazing and yeah and like you gotta can realize that with the interviews the two part, con you know, the person personal conversations and the dance numbers, it's like half the movie, um, mm -hmm. and just that's the setup is getting to know this group of people, um, and then then the sh the incident happens, and then we watch things unravel from that point. Yeah, um, what's nuts to me is like it's the the way this movie is shot. It's all one location. It's all um, and everything's kind of sectioned off by different kind of colors of light to yeah. indicate areas um but so much of this movie is a one shot uh, that i loved yeah and, all and the dancing stuff and but yeah even past that there's a little, the once, long one shots like once you get to uh everyone realizing that they're on lsd it's almost entirely a one shot after that with just a very few cuts here and there um but having that is just you it makes you your experience their trip coming on in real time like you it's like you're there it's like as it's all uh as they dive deeper and deeper into the trip which i thought was so cleverly done because that's like that's such a smart way to do it um to like pass to have like a real time uh passage of real time feel uh and then when you have like the uh as the chaos goes more and more then the camera just like goes practically sideways constantly going dutch going upside down just all these different indications of just like shit has gone wrong as, disoriented as they feel yeah I mean, yeah 
and then you have the sound design on top of that where there's just there's as soon as everybody finds out that they're fucked up and they like from the, the time they accuse omar and throw him out there is a constant scream in the background from some one of the characters at all times until the end and it yeah is like yeah it horrifying. which is makes it yeah horrifying horror like it is hellacious and yeah. i it really really encounter so there's a a lot of people's critique of this film and i don't think it's accurate because i think you uh, like to say this means that you don't understand the nuance of of drug use and party life and all that um mm. is that uh like tripping lsd in particular um if and i won't you know we don't need to go into our own experiences with or without but uh there is an unpredictability to it and the your mood is a big factor on how your experience will be. If you are anxious, you will might be a little bit more anxious. There's always a little bit of nervousness, but uh, if so, if you are given LSD against your will, there is a way in higher probability that you will react poorly to it um, because you you'll freak out. Your first initial initial reaction is to freak out a little bit. And freaking out when you are tripping is bad <laughs> because it can send you down on like a longer, uh, extended, you know, uh, freak out, longer, bad time feelings. <laughs> oh, for and, sure. And, um, so that's like the horror of this. And I think a lot of people thought that this was, this movie is anti-drug. Um, but this is oh, an anti-drug movie and it's trying to, to teach you on the dangers of drug use, particularly LSD and, you know, um, and, and party life because yeah. like all of these bad things happen. There's weird sexual situations at the end of the film that you just kind of don't know what's really consent and what's not. And it's like the lines are blurred. Um, there's a lot of violence, um, Strong. I mean, people get killed, of course, but um, just like people getting their ass kicked, uh, mm. just because like, you remove the murder, remove Omar's death, even remove the the. All right, spoilers. But at so the time, you don't know he's dead until the, until the end. I, I, you kind uh, of assume because it's so wintry outside that if he did yeah. not find, I, I don't know how he didn't find some place or police or uh, yeah, it, something it to like go to. School is in the middle of the no of nowhere with like nothing around it. Well, it seemed like there's buildings um, around, but it was it was so it was the middle of the night. It's the middle of the winter. It looks like it's a really bad storm, and there's not a lot of people out. Um, yeah. And uh, and um, so you don't really. I kind of assume that once once you didn't come back, that uh, that he's probably gone. But I I don't remember what I was trying to say besides omar um uh well i was gonna say I, about the anti-drug things like i did not walk away with an this being anti-drug all if anything it's just anti don't fucking spike your friend's drinks like don't be a dick <laughs> like uh which is you know pretty self everybody knows that but uh i just thought that this was a very accurate representation of just like shit spiraling and when you add that many people to it which is like something that you don't really see like this is that you know this reminded me of uh, i shot uh moonrise festival way back in like 2015 2016 it was a big edm festival in baltimore and i just you're in the crowd shooting all day and this is like 
snippets of what I've experienced there, it, it kept coming in and out of this situation in this movie, just based on like the blurred lines of consent, based on just like the violence out of nowhere and things like that. Just like any, when you're around just a large group of people all tripping at the same time, it takes one like shift of the winds to set off kind of like a, I feel like a domino effect of just chaos. And, oh, and I, 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 I don't like even think it's I don't think it's even restricted to like drugs and tripping. I think alcohol. I think it party well, yeah, with any, just alcohol. Just, yeah, just um, anything. This can uh, happen that, too. Yeah, um, but I guess more, I would say more so though with something like LSD, just because of the altered state of mind, the hallucinations or whatever. I feel like are a little more intense or a lot more intense. Well, it's not the uh, same. It's not the same. I think. I mean. It's not. It's not exactly the same. Um, well, but, we also don't know how much, how many cups of the drinks everybody took per film, because it doesn't really. Everyone's drinking, but you don't know how much everyone's drinking. So imagine. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I, 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 what I was trying to say is like this could easily happen just with people like everyone getting super trashed at a party, like the in terms of the violence, the the oh yeah, sexual yeah. stuff, all the same stuff. Not to the weird. It, I wouldn't have the same level of weirdness to it. Um, and darkness, but uh, I think just like the, the I, that's why it's not anti drug to me because you could like wild shit happens when people party on legal substances, let alone um, this. It's just the way that this happens where it is um, they are drugged without their knowing um, is what creates this really, really intense situation. And they're yeah. lo like essentially locked into this place. Yeah, there was, uh, it was just, it was wild. It was, it was nuts. I liked when you got into the, um, when you started following the, uh, I believe her name was Selva, um, like the main character. Sof uh, Sophia Batella. She's in, yeah. she's been in three, yeah. this is our, the third movie of Best Boys she's been in. I know she was in Atomic Blonde. Uh, she was, was also that? in Kingsman. She was the, with oh, the right. prosthetic yeah, legs. The, the sword legs. <laughs> um, but when you start, it like breaks off once the 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 drunk the drug chaos starts hitting, or it breaks off, and you're pretty much exclusively following her perspective for what feels like a, probably like a good half hour of the movie. Um, and uh, just she's definitely the main character. I thought David yeah. was going to be the main character too. Like I thought there was a male lead and female lead, and I thought it was going to be her and David, and then yeah. that was not what happened. <laughs> to yeah, was, was... Long, needless to say, that's not how it went down. No, it was people did not like David. <laughs> I would think the the uh, the uh, the pregnant character. Um, I at first a second I thought she was going to become the lead because we started following her for a bit, and then as soon as she started cutting herself, it just immediately followed somebody else. I was like, oh, all right, maybe it's, it's going to be like this kind where everyone gets their fifteen minutes or so. Apparently, um, uh, Sophia Batella and the 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 actress who played the the pregnant girl um, are the only non. The only actors in this film, everyone else are non-actors. Oh, wow. All dancers. All of the rest are actual dancers. Wow. Uh, German, the German girl, everybody. Um, uh, but what I was going to say about uh, when you break off with her, that's when you start really getting, I feel like, a sense of the scale of like the school building thing that they're in. Um, and then you're getting all of the, introduced all the different like color change sections where... Uh, color plays a very big part in the lighting of just kind of like what is the mood of this area of the 
of the building at this time where you get when you get into the bedrooms it gets a lot more blue a lot more green but then whenever like you get to the point where the girl gets her head caught on fire like that's happening in like a bright red room and more yeah. of that back section seems to be turning more red as the movie goes on let's so say the the front room the the dance floor area turns red after the power goes out. the power goes yeah that little boy dies <laughs> so yeah um, let's yeah. talk about tito because uh, you know, man Tito, so uh i don't know there's this there's this meme of this uh european boy dancing at a dance club around all these adults it's like a gif and he's like he just this kid is just breaking it down and around and around all these adults and dance floor and that's what tito reminds me of um because he's just this little cute little kid that can cut a rug and he's hanging out with people older than him and um he's this kid is definitely exposed to uh way too much uh already and i thought that before the movie started and then once the trip started and just like tito is upstairs and and like yeah. trying to go to sleep while all this shit is happening i was like there's only a matter of time before he comes back downstairs yeah, and uh sangria with the rest of them <laughs> and, uh, yep so yeah he ended up getting tripping with the rest of them um and for some reason his mom locks him in a room uh accidentally and with a bunch of power like it's like with uh it's like a breaker big breaker, breaker box yeah giant it's a comically yeah. this that's is cool. it's like a oh, comically no, like, big uh, have you ever been to like the basement of highlands and stuff like that's what they have like oh, okay when you have like for a big building like that you have this massive thing of transformers because it's a lot of rooms all that shit yeah um, um so yeah it's, like it's just like tito is just trying to resist the urge to play with it and electrocute himself and uh and you and the mom's screaming outside the the door for that that she's usually the one screaming yeah. for the first uh half of the the i guess the first half of the crazy part of the movie is the mom is the only one screaming um, they accuse her of spiking the well at first but she's also screaming about tito that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. she's she's freaking out about locking tito in there and she she like at one point just seems like she gives up looking for the key mm-hmm. um and uh i don't know why she'd do that it doesn't make any sense but i guess she was worried about his safety around all these people and was like and didn't didn't want him to get hurt that way but ended up effectively signing his death sentence that part was pretty it was like um, the most on the nose part and that was like the thing that felt like a horror movie honestly more than anything else in the movie for like that plot line of having your kid locked in this thing and he's going to electrocute himself. Um, and like the horror of that, but like the rest of it is just like, it's, it's, it's horror, but it's not like, it's not like a killer or, or uh... yeah. Yeah. This is, I, I was, um, when it got to like the midway point, I thought we were going to get to that point where it's people tripping so hard that they're just indiscriminately killing. I'm uh, glad it didn't least, go like, there. One, I, I do. I am too. I was going to say this basically, especially after the last few movies watched, this is the breath of fresh air of not being like extreme, like graphic sexualness and extreme over the top. Like it's just much more violence. real. Like it, it is yeah, over the exactly. top. This is over the top. But it is a It's a It is a situation that could. It feels like it could happen. And yeah, t- yeah. Like Teton does not feel like it could. It couldn't happen. Or no. Lamb couldn't happen, obviously. But like this is much more grounded in reality. Even if it is a little bit over the top, like with with the how the people are catching themselves on fire and murdering each other and yeah, kneeing, yeah. and kneeing each other in their pregnant bellies and. Uh, 
Just horror, doing horrible things. Horrible things. Trying to, you know, yep. coerce each other into sex. Um, yeah, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot going on. It's very, I think that's what makes, it's very raw. It's very raw. Raw is the probably the number one adjective. And not like a gummo raw where it's raw, like, uh, like camera quality, visual quality. It is raw in terms of um, what you're seeing. What you're seeing. I was gonna say, for cinematically, I do feel this is pretty raw because it's it's shot on film and it's it's very grainy intentionally. Yeah, uh, the the conversation uh, scenes are particularly when wow, this seems a little. That's when I noticed the budget was lower during them. Or not that the budget was low, but that it was um that yeah there was some like uh lo-fi a little bit of lo-fi aesthetic to to it. It felt like those con- all those conversations were on stages. Yeah. Um, like it didn't feel like it, it wasn't even shot like a movie. It was a very simple. Yeah, they were shot. Like, they were uh, shot so simply. It's just like putting a camera on a tripod in front of a couple wallflowers and just letting them go. You know, it like, felt we, like real. It, that I think yeah, that real. that honestly that part contributed to the realness of the movie more than because the interviews in the beginning were much higher. They looked higher quality. Um, mm-hmm. like everything was brighter. Uh, yeah, everything yeah. uh, it, it looks more like a professional interview, like a TV camera almost. I wonder uh, if that's to, to be like um, to give like a false sense of like hope or like this is something like their interview. Oh, this is sunny, but yeah, this but movie then, isn't but, that dark. But behind them, it's you know paint chipping like abandoned walls, you know like abandoned building style walls behind the interviewee. Uh, in those scenes, which well, I like, was- did you see all the movies that are that, like you can yeah, read yeah, the titles? Yeah, like They're all and- weird. Suspiria, yeah. There's a lot of weird movies in there. Horror movies, Harakiri, yeah. Um, definitely some foreshadowing of this is not going to be a sunny movie. Uh, mm. besides that, um, I like the titling in this. I know this is kind of a side note, but I like. Well, the, I, was, the I was gonna bring that up because that's Gaspar uh, Noe's. Um, signature thing is he likes to put the credit, uh, the title credits in the middle, and he makes them grand, super grand and big, and yeah, like maximal, super, cool. super maximal, and like different fonts for every name, and and lo- oh, super big logos, and mm-hmm. yeah, like he spent. That's a thing, I guess, for his films. It reminded me of uh, a lot of those like big. Those like big uh, story-driven video games where it's like the title card doesn't come until like six hours into the game or something like that. Is what it reminded me of. But it was like it, it was very well done. I uh, and it was it's kind of like fresh too because it gives you kind of like a a moment to just sit before like the chaos ensues, um, which I enjoyed. It's 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 well like it it just goes with like the overall pacing of the film is just very well done. Um, because you get credits in the beginning and you get credits in the middle, but it doesn't bother you. Uh, and then you have these breaks into these little ty- title things. That's like um, a death. Death is an extraordinary event, but it's like written upside down. And, oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That stuff. So what did you think about? So that was the other critique of the movie. Is some people thought that there was a pro-life message. Um, uh, that the there was an in the movie that it's good to have a choice with that stuff yes yes uh, i think that's the line that 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 indicates that it is not that but i remember when the, because of all the like like death is an unexpected gift or or well mm. i don't remember all that all that kind of stuff 
Um, but there was like hints of like the stuff about Tito and um, that like you shouldn't like there was supposed to be people were trying to say that, like there was some allegory or metaphor with the mother killing Tito with like abortion. But then I guess uh, I read some stuff about how Gaspar in a way is, is very much into this concept of uh, like life and death are, are both, you know, equally important or birth and death, not life, mm-hmm. birth and death or are this, you know, two bookends and they are similar. Like they're, and they're both beautiful. And, and, um, so there's like, I didn't, uh, that's the thing I wanted to explore more. Um, cause I didn't fully understand that. Um, what did you, th- what did you think about all that? Um, that's interesting. Uh, because I, when you have, I said the only real thing that feels like it's against like the abortion is whenever the pregnant lady comes out with the like at the knife and she starts cutting herself and everyone's yelling at her to like abort it or whatever, and then she's like, "Is this what you want me to do? Is this what?" And then instead of like stabbing her stomach or the or trying to actually, but she just starts cutting herself. That I could see that being taken that way, but um, I don't know. The rest of it just kind of feels like it's. Uh, I mean, you could argue with Tito gone wild and uh, and his Emmanuel, his mom. It's she chose to keep it, and like they're saying in the beginning, it seems like it, you get this feeling of it just like it ended up being a good thing. But then she ultimately killed him, and if she wouldn't have had him, you know, that would have saved this loss and heartache. Now and putting in like, I guess you could file that under like the unfit parent thing. Uh, if you're not ready to have a kid or something, but I don't know. It's, I, I don't know. I didn't really think too much about it in watching the film. It didn't really come across as anything like, like I get because it's mentioned a few times in there, but that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be about that, you know, um, they're not necessarily meaning that you're trying to make a statement with it. Um, but when you have the, the, the Selva's character saying like, I mean, I, don't you think it's good to have the choice? I mean, that just puts it right there of what the movie like sides with i would say if you if it had to pick a side um so i just pulled up a quote from gaspar anyway from a uh from an article and he just said that when he was talking about this film he said i'm annoyed by culture in which death is always considered something bad mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah i thought that was interesting um so another thing that I thought was interesting. So the character of Emmanuel, uh, who is the mother of Tito, um, is actually played by a trans actress, Claude uh, Gijon Mall, who's apparently a long time um, a veteran of the French acting scene. Um, and I read that um, when he when Gaspar wanted to cast this, he didn't care about gender, and like, everyone's bisexual or pansexual anyway. But that they just casted casted people on mm-hmm. them and i thought it was super interesting and like no there nothing was gender wasn't written in and it wasn't even written mm-hmm. out like it just these are the characters and what they're doing i think they have their name a lot of them have their real names um or very yeah, uh, yeah. similar variations of their real names um david doesn't um and so you know selva doesn't uh, who's played by sofia batella um but uh, I thought that was interesting. Uh, it kind of really, it, I don't know, it works with this whole, the art vibe and uh, and just how 
everything feels free. These people feel very free in the beginning, and mm-hmm. I and it's really nice. It's because it's multicultural, like they're all French. I think mostly French. I don't because obviously the one girl's Germany. Speakers. Yeah, there the one girl's from Germany. Um, there's yeah, you said two English speakers. I think there's my. I think somebody might be Italian. Um, but it's like European. Uh, that European diversity, and it's something that we mm-hmm. that is different than what we get in america um and i think and then obviously the french flag in the background i think is super interesting like it's this movie definitely um wants you to is aware of its frenchness and it it, it's proud of that and it's interesting because it's like uh, go ahead a lot of i was gonna say a lot of the characters in the movie bring up too about like i can't believe that that flag is hanging like they keep referencing it being like uh like a like being a bad vibe having a flag a yeah flag yeah yeah uh, but it's just, it, it's like iconic it's like it fits and it's in all the posters like the like the one i have up on the screen uh is uh it's like the main part of the poster um with everyone dancing in front of it um yeah what did you think about the so who are your favorite characters in all this we talked about david and selva but beyond that um, there's a um, big ensemble, and there's a lot of uh, honestly, a lot of people. DJ like, Daddy, DJ Daddy, Daddy is cool. Is, Daddy is obviously one of the coolest. super cool. He's got his long blonde hair, and he's wearing his uh, kilt, and uh, it's like yeah, a skirt. I don't know if it's, I think it's a skirt. I imagine he's like, no, it imagine was plaid, he's pl- so I thought it was a, like a kilt, like a Scottish. Kilt. Oh no, I'm pretty yeah, sure but, that they're playing with doing some gender play there with the. Oh, well, I, I mean, I figured it's in the skirt. Uh, because it's like a schoolgirl skirt, also. Yeah, um, I gotcha, gotcha. Um, I he was I just liked him just because he just the whole movie just was just cool vibes, no fucks. He, he's yeah, down the yeah. One little boy who's trying to get laid. Um, he's yes. the only one that like handled his shit well. The um, only time Daddy, because like that's when I knew that shit was getting dark, was when Daddy freak like laughed so hard about T. Oh, Tito just got fried. <laughs> <laughs> and that was when I was like, "Oh shit, Daddy's going dark. Everyone's going dark. This is bad. Like we're <laughs> we're in a new new era now. Po- like they're aware because like Omar, they could reason with themselves. He's not dead. They probably mm-hmm. forgot about him because he's gone. Yeah. Um. But Tito dying is looks like nobody cared. Nobody yeah. cared. And no that was all. when I really knew what what was up with these. Like everyone was just in pure nihilism. Uh, hedon- it's very nihilistic. The movie feels nihilistic, hedonistic. Um, but I think those are the, those are kind of vibes of youth. Um, you know, reckless and uh, reckless abandon, and mm-hmm. I don't care about the the consequences. And it's part of the the, I don't know, the experience of being young is is testing those boundaries and mm-hmm. um and experiencing new things and you sometimes you find out you went too far um and this is just a, a you know hyperbolic version of that but it still is so relevant and it's so real that's what i mean this is like a there's a difference between over the top and on like a heavy-handed mm-hmm. um versus like 
This is this is enhanced. Like it isn't. This isn't what happens normally, or we would hear about LSD murders all the time, uh, people murdering each other on acid, which we don't. Um, mm. So we know that this is uh, hyperbolic, but there's something about it that is so real and immersive. Um, my, f- I, I think it felt very real to me. The whole movie, like I, like why I'm, while I myself am not a big hallucinogen person, um, just between all of the the nightlife things I've been around through work, through like touring and everything, like so much of, i've seen so much of this but without the 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 death aspect of it um and that to, i would say i think he did a very very good job of, of portraying this in a realistic manner with all the chaos and everything but also making it feel like it's from a perspective of whoever they're following at that point like how they how chaotic it would feel to them as well um I, I and because of that, I think that's what I think this movie's phenomenal. I this is really good, and I understand why you've been raving about it for so long. Um, that alone is because it just you know, you take you read you know, like a synopsis of like, oh, uh, you know, somebody spiked a punch bowl and everyone gets on drugs, and it's a, and then you hear it's a horror movie, and you're really gonna think it's gonna be something I feel like a lot more like kitschy or like uh, like generic, but this is like this is I. I I don't. It's hard. I'm trying to find the words to describe it, but it's just very. It's very good. It's so well done. I. I don't have many faults about this. Um, oh, yeah, um, what it's trying to do, I think it does it uh, perfectly. Yeah, it's just like the, this. The, this is a challenging uh, film. This is not like it's not a challenging movie, though. Yeah. Um, the only negative thing I I felt, and it's not even negative at all, I would say, is um, whenever they were doing the top down dance thing, I was. That was the only time I was like. I feel like the sequence has gone on pretty long, but then the rest of the movie is just so holds your attention. Like I get it. You need these like little moments of breaks to prepare you. And it's still visually stimulating. And yeah. It's so energy. cool. I, I thought um, I loved watching the overhead dance scene too. Oh, it was so good. It just, you have this like 20, 15 to 20 minute break of just dancing, uh, before the, uh, the, the punch is served and stuff. And that was just like, ah, I feel like, like I felt at the time I felt like it a little long but but after after knowing the ride it takes you on it kind of changes your opinion well i think i knew that this movie gets buck wild and it was just like i was just waiting and i'm stewing in this i'm stewing and you're making me wait longer for the weird shit and i'm stewing in this and i know that the ball's gonna drop and i think that one was after that that scene was after the conversations um and right before it turns into the the weird Mm -hmm. part and uh i remember just thinking about like those conversations were creepy and setting up some weird sexual situations yeah, um, the foreshadowing about- weird sexual situations yeah. and uh i was like i just i started feeling weird during that dance scene which is interesting that it was shot overhead which gives you like a more mm. uh dreamy feeling i guess the bird's eye shots are my favorite absolute favorite i've uh so many of my old music videos uh i try to incorporate that stuff into just i like there's something about just somebody being like uh that perspective but also when so, when someone's laying down uh in that perspective that just feels like very heavy and weighted and just um because i feel like ultimately that's where people end up every single day you know it's just like laying on the ground and getting to see it from a perspective that's not either your own or just from this, you know, someone laying next to you or you're standing or whatever, but you're really just getting a full take on this is what it is, this is what's happening, 
and it's uncut i i really enjoy it's 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 stylistically very much uh love that my favorite character um was actually i was uh, i her name in the uh in the cast is named psyche psych and that's the german girl um that's who i thought was the coolest one the whole movie and they in the very beginning in her interview she's like yeah i just had to get away from berlin there's too many drugs there's too many drugs and uh i I knew a girl i knew a girl who room my old roommate used to uh use a dropper eye dropper and drop lsd into her eyeballs and uh in the very end of the movie you see her do that and that's what reveals who who it was. You still don't know who it was in the end. And then you just get this quick little scene right before the ending and mm. it reveals who did it, which I think I like, I think the, the movie had to reveal who did it, but I like oh, that they didn't sure. have them figure it out. Nobody mm. figured it out. It went to, cause like, I don't think they would in a situation like this because mm. until at least till the next day, I'm and just like, why are you re why are you re upping the morning? I think she must Wait, always like, be tripping and like with LSD. It has, uh, um, if you like tried to trip the next day, uh, it has very diminishing effects. So I think mm-hmm. somebody that's probably tripping all the time, it's different for them, but also they're probably fucking psycho as we yeah. know. Um, I don't it's they probably, she probably just did that to see what would happen. Um, I think that was what they were, we were kind of, she, she talked about how like, uh, it's almost like she was bored or like she needed just to stir things up. Um, yeah. Well, she kept referring to her one friend. She was like, "Why are you boring? Why are you He's like, "You're just so boring anymore." Uh, And maybe you could say that as like a little bit of foreshadowing. But Uh, I I think that they're a couple. I think that they were a couple. That's what I thought. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I thought. And then that 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 girl gets all. Yeah, that girl ends up getting all horned up for being uh, cast away, and then uh, she tries to hook up with Selva, which is very aggressive about it. Uh, I mean, like Selva gives like gives in, and they they yeah. have sex. But before I mean, that, she she's a, saying yeah. no for a while, and she's getting pulled into rooms and pulled into the bed, and mm-hmm. and then it just happens. And it's very much yeah. in a way mm-hmm. of that blurred consent of uh, yeah. Um, what makes it so weird is just like the David walks in, like when she finally starts like kissing the girl. David walks in, and then she stops, and then she just pushes David out, saying, "I don't want to see you anymore. I don't want to be with you anymore." Uh, and then immediately goes right back in to fucking that girl and slams the door. So it's like she had that opportunity, and that's what makes it so. It but goes back, so that's what keeps it so blurry. It's hard to say, um, because the actions. I feel like everyone's actions and emotions are constantly changing. Um, it's just, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I was really scared when David came in at that end. I was like, oh, yeah, God. I thought it was two, yeah, I thought it was two be, pretty uh, girls making out with their tops off. Um and David uh is been obviously horny been... this whole horny yeah. and then now like kind of crazy after getting his yeah, ass kicked and literally has had tried to he went down the line and tried to bang every single girl there and even and then even no. not even just girls like because there was uh, I forget his name but he was uh he was bla- like obviously homosexual character he's more feminine like femboy was vibe. it the, the short the short guy short real drag- short had uh, night, like curly dancing? short hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, did the drag queen dance because he did the the thing where you're you're doing the the squat hop, like kicking one leg out and like doing the arm flicks from each side. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he, it's not just well, that's he, not just drag queen dancing. Just gonna, I just, 
No, I just where I see, I always I got I, you. I, I got every you. drag show I've been to like it's a staple of like. No, the, I got you. I got you. Um, but yeah, then he tries he tries to bang him, and then Daddy kind of well, no, stops that. Well, no, the the little that guy tries to bang David, and yeah, David that's keeps it. Saying no, and that's shoves it. him to the that's ground, it. and then the little guy's like, "Don't like at the end, he's like, don't worry, like just you know, just it's like yeah, everything's fine or whatever." And then him and Daddy cuddle at the end. Um. But yeah, David, he gets the shit kicked out of him. Uh, I I don't even know. I can't remember why it started. Oh, he's it's because he was trying to mac on Giselle after Omar gets put out in the cold, and then the brother steps in and and starts beating the shit out of him and draws a swastika on his forehead with lipstick and uh, knocks him out. And then um, that uh, yeah, then that same guy ends up going on to trying to have sex with his sister, and I think he does. I'm pretty he sure said, he does. It's implied in the that morning, he does. In the morning, the next day, he says, like, nothing happened, nothing happened. But then he follows up with, don't tell dad. You know, don't tell mom and dad. But nothing happened. So clearly, he banged his sister, and that's fucked up. Because she was saying no to that the entire movie. She even, like, has a seizure, which I thought she was ODing. Yeah, she has a seizure. Um, she has a seizure and starts foaming in the mouth, and he, like, still isn't stopping. Like... This dude is fucking pretty much just raped his sister. Yeah, that's pretty pretty terrible. <laughs> pretty yeah, a lot of bad awful. bad things happen. And in, in if you've been in uh, party worlds and you've been in you know nightlife and and um art even in art scenes, it's this all this stuff is a thing. And it's not like it's rampant or anything, but it's something that is always possible. And you know you just do your best make good choices and and i'm not i don't think the movie the movie is definitely not saying don't do lsd or don't party or don't be youthful and have fun um but this is definitely i feel like and i don't think this isn't a i don't think it's supposed to be a cautionary tale but it uh it's just like i don't know it just feels some like something that could happen it feels real Mm -hmm. um i mean especially if you were like not told ahead of time uh, what that you were being given? LSD. Well, that's the whole point. Yeah, that's that's the whole point. Yeah. Um, if, this is, if you guys are all consensually consensually uh taking LSD together, I'm sure that the movie would be a much different experience. Yeah. Um, but all right, what do you? So what are you giving? What are you giving it? Uh, Climax. honestly, I'm gonna. I think I'm leaving it at like a four and a half uh currently it's really good i liked it a lot the more the the more i watched it as it went i'm um, also i'm also giving it a four and a half but um what do, i don't re- i'm trying to think of what would keep it from get, being in a five but there's i think it's just like after watching it i didn't have like a crazy takeaway of just like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen um but it is damn near close yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I gave it a four and a half also. I didn't, there's, I don't know why, I don't know. I can't really reason with it to give it a five, but I can't, re- I don't know. I, I could think about it and I totally would be fine with that. Um, I can't really, I don't know what criticism I can give it. It's just the experience of it and mm-hmm. what I felt about it. This movie stuck with me for a really long time. Um, it was to the point where I was kind of anxious to watch it again, um, uh, to yeah. be honest. Uh, really? uh, yeah, like I was not, I was excited for you to watch it for us to talk about it, but I wasn't like super excited to watch it again. Um, just not because of 
uh, the first half was fine. It's just like the the back half being so abrasive and just generally hard to watch. Um, but in a but in a good way. Like it's it's not it's challenging and it's it's abrasive, but it's not it's good and uh, like, I, it I should feel like- be seen. Yeah, I feel like Teton had more parts that were harder to watch. Um, they're they're more, more shock value. Like it. It's yeah. a different. This is different. This is more of an unease. This is more of a. This feels wrong. This feels bad. This feel like it's that. Mm-hmm. Um, Lost Highway could give me those vibes. Um, in the in the in the in this, but this does it like in a more literal sense. Not yeah. David Lynch movies can do this to me in a like a deeper sense, but or something like that. Just giving you every, uh, an example that anyone would know. Um, but this um, is something uh, very literal, very not literal, but it's very. It's not. It can. I feel like anyone can relate with this that has experienced um, yeah. some of these things, elements of these things that we've talked about, and I think that's what makes it so powerful. Um, yeah. All right. Nice. Nice. Well, um, um, yeah, highly recommend it. It's a highly, good experience. Yeah, yeah. I think ever. I think people should experience it for sure. It just go into mm-hmm. it knowing that this is, um, it's gonna be a rough time. <laughs> yeah, I think this is gonna be like it's like a those, in twenty thirty years. This is one of those movies that you that's you come back to as like this is one of those like art house films that is a staple for the genre of doing something different and new. Um, you know. Yeah, I feel, definitely. I think it's gonna be well. It's like I, I wouldn't. Ima- I would imagine it become like some kind of cult classic. These you gotta see that crazy movie, man. Mm-hmm. Like when we were in like high school or early college, like those kinds of movies, like cult mm-hmm. classics, because they're edgy. And you were a kid, you haven't exposed to a lot of crazy edgy shit. Yeah. Um. Now, so, I, go speaking ahead. Of, real quick, uh, speaking of like like to kids and stuff, like, do you think like a high schooler watching this movie, this would make them like a, if you were like a the group of like the party kids or whatever in high school, like which we've all been in and out of, um, do you think they would watch a movie, uh, this movie, and be like, this is nuts, let's fucking do this and see what happens, or do you think it would be this is more like. Like setting up to be a little more responsible about it, because I could totally see some edge lords in high school watching this and just being like, "Yeah, let's fucking let's all do this and just fucking lock the doors, see what happens." I know. I don't think it would inspire people to drug people. I definitely <laughs> don't drug- think that. No, I don't mean to drug other people. I meant like to like collectively just get in a room and trip and. Uh, and I think that's okay. I think that I think you're gonna get people that are gonna be scared that never have tripped and see this mm-hmm. and are probably gonna be spooked by it. And I think you're gonna be people that are like, LSD is crazy. We should try it. Yeah, um, yeah. This, but uh, I don't know. I I can I I lean more towards if you've never done it and you see this, you're probably gonna be a little bit afraid. Um, yeah. and uh. But knowing, but having done it and seeing it is just like knowing like there's this element of cra- of darkness and chaos to to um it, but not knowing that it is not the norm that it is like you'd have to be in a horrible situation. Yeah, that's like a perfect storm. Of yeah, it, like that's what this movie does. It's like you are in a perfect storm situation. Um, but yeah, I liked it. Um, I want to see more Gaspar and uh, Noe's movies. Um, they're supposed yeah. to be all very edgy um, and over the top like this. 
but like artsy, heavy, ar- heavily artsy, but very over the top and edgy. Hmm. Um, so he's he's known as a shock, uh, a shock value guy for a while. Um, I'll be down to see something else of his. Uh, is this were, his most recent film? This, uh, I think he might have one newer one. Uh, I can't remember when Love came out. I think Love's before this one. But, uh, but uh, yeah. So I was looking at the calendar, and next Blade week Runner. is the Blade Runner episode. And I saw that we you're going to be gone, so we're we're going to be recording so, that one on Friday. So, change the of plans. Oh boy. Uh, I do, so my boss told us that Euphoria is switching to a one-line schedule, meaning they're making up the schedule literally the day before for the rest of this block. So all of my dates got thrown out the window, and it is a they're going to let me know the day before they're shooting, and essentially I have to figure it out. But what's probably going to end up happening this month is I'm just going to ship my camera out to Evan and just get the rental and not go if it's Aww. something that is like too... Um, just because like well, I, you so, can't like, I just got, get a flight on a sh- on a short notice. That's yeah. It's gonna go from me paying five hundred dollars round trip for a flight to like eight hundred dollars round trip for. Because you could be going back and forth a bunch, or you yeah. or either that I, or you have got, to just stay at Evans just in case, which would not be good. Yeah, and I've got so much. Like I I just got booked on another three day shoot. That's a travel job and like uh, out by Philly next or this week coming up, and then next week, uh, next weekend is gonna be the start of um those uh the the cooking show commercial thing and so yeah. I just, it's not going to be worth it for like financially i'm i'm I'll, yeah. I'll make more money just getting the rental we got and it staying here yeah yeah we got it um, so i should need be good to know your normal plan, your work plans yeah we're still on the thing um so was, as of now i'm saying we can do like sunday should be fine for the stream okay i'm just gonna move it then all right all right sounds good sounds good i'm gonna wrap it up i gotta i gotta get moving here um and uh but i'll I'll let you know what i'm doing and uh yeah um let's end this and we'll talk about a couple things all right y'all i appreciate you for watching uh best boys of film podcast make sure you uh get in touch with us follow us on all the things uh we're on facebook uh the vis- the video podcast is on youtube um and the audio is available anywhere that you watch podcasts make sure you follow subscribe and all that good stuff um cory you want to plug your shit yeah uh cory with the story on instagram uh you know, come check it out. It's mostly just my work stuff. Uh, and yeah, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Uh, keep on coming. Tell a friend if they like movies and uh, they don't want just the your five minute. Well, here's the recap of the movie. And then come on and talk to some some cool bros. Some pit um. Bros. Oh, and I'm at Sob Thomas by the way. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Next week we are watching B- Blade Runner one and two the ridley scott and blade runner 2049 by denny villanueva i'm excited for this because i haven't seen a denny uh denny movie since i think prisoners uh i haven't seen prisoners but i want to all right oh it's so good all right bye later